Perspective for Today is your Christ-centered resource for life's daily struggles. This podcast aims to build up, edify, and encourage you through biblical truth. I'm your host, Tony Perillo, and it is my pleasure to share God's will for you and for me. So settle in and let's see what God has in store for us today. Further insight is available at PerspectiveForToday.com. Hi, and welcome back. Today we're going to start a new chapter in Romans. I especially like the opening of this chapter. As a matter of fact, today we probably won't get past verse 2. There's so much to glean from those two verses. So let's just jump right in and see where the Holy Spirit takes us today, shall we? Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. As Paul starts chapter 12, he is speaking to the brethren, those in Christ. Paul says to them, I beseech you. In other words, I beg you, I implore you, because of God's great mercy, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Surrender all that you are and give it all to God. Don't hold anything back, but rather be set apart from the things of this world. Be holy. Let your sacrifice be acceptable in God's sight. This is your reasonable service. But why is it reasonable? Because if Jesus can lay down his life for you, then it's only reasonable that you should sacrifice yours for him as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the animal sacrifice was to be without blemish or spot and should have no deformities. The sacrifice was to be as perfect as it could be. Hebrews 9.13.14 says this, For if the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So as we surrender our lives, our bodies, we need to strive to be that perfect sacrifice without blemish or the spot of sin. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Conform, to adjust, or fit in, to go with the flow, relinquishing your moral values for those of the world. Some may say that conformity is easier than going against what society considers acceptable, but we are called to a higher standard. 2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. If the word of truth leads and guides all that you do, then there is no need for shame. You are striving towards that higher standard. The second part of verse 2 says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We can never return to our childlike innocence, but we can strive for purity. I've got a confession. I've got to make it. I went to the movie theater yesterday with my wife to watch a PG-13 movie. There is no foul language, but there was one scene that had partial nudity. It was a man's backside. Now, maybe some of you will say that's a small thing. But one small thing leads to another thing, and before you know it, you've got one big thing going on in your mind. Purity has no room for one small thing. 
In order to renew our minds, our focus needs to be on God's word and his will for our lives. It's kind of hard to draw near to God without a heart that is set on him. Matthew 5.8 Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. A pure heart will show in your thoughts, words, choices, attitudes, relationships, and all that you do. Worldly standards like PG-13 movies fall way short of God's desire for our lives. Remember, you are what you eat. If you're eating worldly food, you will have worldly desires. And if you're eating spiritual food, then you will have spiritual desires. Be careful what you eat. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you have a hunger for God, then everything else falls into place. The final part of Romans 12, 2 says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As our minds are transformed, we will be able to prove to ourselves that God's will is not hard and it's not unpleasant. His will is good and it is acceptable to us and it is without question perfect in every way. So here are three keys for knowing God's will for our lives. We must first have a yielded body, Romans 6.12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Next, we need to have a separated life. In 2 Corinthians 6, verses 17 through 18, puts it like this. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. We are not only to be separated, but we are not to touch anything that is unclean. This is an Old Testament verse, but it has relevance even today. We should never draw near or touch anything that will defile our mind, body, or spirit. So don't touch that drink if it will cloud your judgment. Don't touch that woman if it will cause you to defile your body or hers. And lastly, do not draw near to false gods or religions that may cause darkness in your spirit. Here is the final key for knowing God's will for our lives. Our minds need to be transformed. We can't transform our minds if we are looking and listening to things that the world deems acceptable. True transformation can only occur when we continually feed our minds with God's word and meditate on that word day and night. Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Transformation cannot take place if we have not repented of our sins. Our thoughts will revolve around that sin. It will have dominion over our lives. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out. So within these first two verses of Romans, we have discussed consecrating not only our minds, but our bodies to Christ. We are to be set apart or holy. This world is not our home. So please, don't get comfortable. When we get comfortable, we begin to allow sin to feel at home in our lives. 
Allow the conviction of the Holy Spirit to do his work in your life. Strive towards purity and watch out for those PG-13 movies. As we go forward next week, we will discuss in verses 3 through 8 how we are to serve through the spiritual gifts that we have been given. Until then, I'd like to thank you for listening, and may you have a week full of opportunities to share this good news with those that need to hear it. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise, and we glorify your name. Father, may we never get comfortable in this world, but rather let us look forward to our eternal home. May we always seek that which is pure and holy. Father, we are called to a higher standard. Let us not settle for anything less than your will for our lives. As we meditate on your word day and night, may it resonate with our hearts and draw us near to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Perspective for Today, your source for positive and uplifting messages. Just remember, God has a plan and you're a part of it. For more positive and insightful articles, please visit our website at perspectivefortoday.com. Just remember, when you're at a loss, look to the cross. Have a blessed day every day, and we hope to see you soon.